0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Agents of Shield season seven, we got a premiere date. James Gunn had a and A on Instagram and said no more Guardians after three. Black Widow merch is rolling out despite movie delays, and John Krasinski met with Marvel. Woo! Love me some John Krasinski. All that rappers right out, we have no control over.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm
0: Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall hit us with that five-star review. Oh, that sweet, sweet five-star review comes from Lego X Nick123. Interesting indeed. Whenever I'm cleaning my house, sitting in boredom, or being nagged by my parents, I listen to this podcast to distract me from my crap and follow these two men into their amazing descriptions, comments, and ideas for the future of this amazing storyline. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Nick. That's awesome. Lego Nick. Uh, That's rad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And following these two men.
0: It's a very loose description of the word men. (laughs) Or loose (laughs) loose definition. (laughs) Nick's like, clearly they're adult men. And we're like, eh. That's Mm. not what my girlfriend calls me. Um, (laughs) I am married and I'm allowed to drink alcohol. But... (laughs) Two, I have two these two hallmarks of adulthood. <laughs>
1: the rest of my life, not so much.
0: Um,
1: all right. Yeah, so we got
0: we got a few little news nuggets today. Uh, the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere date. Oh, man. May 27th, 10 p.m. Eastern. We're getting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 7. We're finally getting some content, Matt. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired <laughs> of not having content. I've just been... I feel like a...
1: Man in the desert, you know, walking towards an oasis. And finally we see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Only, like, what is
0: it? A month and seven days away or whatever. Really soon. Really soon. Very soon. And not just that, but we're also getting some Agent Carter love. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, we we know that, that Season 7 is set in the 30s, right? Daniel Sousa from Agent Carter is going to be in Agents of Shield season seven.
1: Yeah, man. This is 100 percent exciting. I'm
0: really hopeful that he's not the only one. Yeah, I mean we want to cross over from everybody, but you know, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to kind of define where everybody is, because if they're in the 30s, then you know they're there's a strong chance that they're pre-war. Uh, pre-World War II, and America is in the dumps, because um, that's when the Great Depression was. And Agent Carter wasn't until after World War II, so it was in the 40s? Yeah, it's
1: late 40s. I guess I mean, I, I yeah, we know they're in the 30s when they have this meeting with Sousa, but we also know they have a time ship. So, yeah. like, I yeah, I, my hope is that the, what we're going to get this season is a jump through time, where we get a few different time periods. I would love to see a young Hank Pym. I would love to see a, you know, slightly older agent Carter and a slightly older Howard Stark. You know, I want to see all those younger Hank Pym. Yes. Oh, please show me that. Please, please, please. (laughs) Like this is your last chance. It's the final year of agents of shield. I want to know, I want to know
0: everything. (laughs) Give it to me. Give me all of it. Yes, yes. Give it to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate though that um, Agents of Shield seems to be kind of outside of the MCU as far as the MCU is concerned. You mean outside of the current storyline? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it might be part of the multiverse. You know, it just it gets no mention. It it rarely ties in anymore. So
1: well, I, the only thing we've really missed is that one tie in with infinity war and Endgame, And there's, you know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but that there are some ways to headcanon that around where maybe, maybe they left on this time travel journey before the snap. I guess that's what we're going to have to believe. And so the only information we have about Thanos came from a villain. We could, he could be lying they say that, like, Thanos is now, his his armies are now forming or whatever. Like, maybe he's lying to try to trick that one dude into giving up the Graviton power or whatever. Like, there's there are some headcanon things we can do to say that it all happened before the five-year jump and that our characters just never went through the snap. So, it sucks. I really wanted them to go through the snap. I'm mad about it. But, you know, it's, it's the only way we can continue to believe <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's a bummer yeah i'm just i'm really down about it <laughs> like i'm i'm just like longingly looking to the side and down
1: yeah <sighs> i had to go back and watch rewatch it all or something but then i'm i'm disappointed because rewatching it all it's not if it's not all tied in it feels like a waste and this is what they need to learn their lesson like stop not tying things in right tie just it tie it everything in yeah, if you're going to have a universe, you know.
0: Every movie. Universe. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, every Fast and the Furious, James Bond, all of it. Tie all of them in. Yeah, 100%. No? 100%. <laughs> Tie okay. it all. Everything. Yeah. Buy everything, Disney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, next up, our, our, our next kind of thing you know James Gunn had an Instagram Q&A session uh, a few days ago and somebody like there were some dumb questions like is somebody going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 like of course somebody's going to die like not it doesn't necessarily even have to be a hero his response to that was just yes mm-hmm. like <laughs> obvi come on man <laughs> but uh one of the one of the interesting questions is um somebody said that he absolutely said, or that he said that he wasn't going to do a Guardians 2, you know, because he he did Guardians 2, uh, and now he's he's working on Guardians 3. Like, you said you weren't going to do Guardians 2, so is there going to be a Guardians 4? Like, are you just going to keep doing it, even though you said you were going to do another one? But, you know, you seem to go back on your word a lot. Whatever, they were trying to... to of corner him into it and he was like I absolutely never said that i wasn't going to do it too it had always been in my mind that this was going to be a trilogy if the first one worked and it did so it's a trilogy now but there is absolutely not going to be a fourth does so he's saying he's not going to make a fourth he doesn't really have control over that
1: they make a fourth right right but i mean if his vision was for a trilogy and he does a good job wrapping up these characters. We haven't seen much much in the universe uh, go over three movies. The only one that has is um, Thor at this point for the standalones. And he—that yeah, it, was like it, Avengers. Well, yeah, Avengers. But even Avengers, I mean, kind of. It's got it, if you consider the last two movies, two movies,
0: which is a confusing well, I
1: mean, sentence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, there was Avengers, Avengers 2, Avengers 2.5, Avengers 3, and Avengers (laughs) 3.1?
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that. But, I mean, officially, they were originally calling Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. So, like, a case could be made that they... And yes, Civil War was kind of an Avengers movie, but it wasn't. They weren't on the same team. They weren't teamed up. There was... It was all, it was about the fight struggle of Captain America, you know? So yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it, this'll be the first time, uh, Thor will be the first time we've gotten any of these series to go over four in a
0: standalone series. And it, it even seems like, uh, you know, they're, they're going into the fourth one. They're going to pass the torch, pass the hammer, so to speak. Maybe.
1: I still don't know if that's, I still don't know what that means. Cause I still can't imagine that Jane is going to be the main character of this movie. Like and and not no. that I don't want to see Jane be a main character. I'd love it, but like it still seems based on interviews that um Odin's son is still gonna be the main character, which means I have a feeling we're gonna get Jane is more gonna be a background character who's like being all powerful and he's like watching her from a distance, going like, I used to date her. <laughs> I used to have those powers.
0: <laughs>
1: and Which, it sounds fun and very fitting of the character of late, but I kind of... They need to have a good turn for Thor soon. He needs to, like, actually have a movie where he doesn't start down in the dumps.
0: Yeah, like, give him him not some trauma, please. Yeah, well, he keeps starting movies in, like, a
1: horrible place and ending them in a triumphant place and then starting the next one in a horrible place again.
0: (laughs) Well... You know, the, the triumphant place that he ends at is really more just a compromise. Um, it's the, like, he he doesn't get what he wants out of it, like, exactly the way he wants it. He's It's kind of like, ah, I guess this will do. I'll call this a win. Like, my home planet was destroyed, but at least I got some of the people off of it. Uh, in a ship, and we're leaving. So yeah. I guess this is a win. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, we have a qu- We have a, a feedback question about this later, and I, so we're going to talk more about it. Um, but yeah, the, the the overall the Thor movies are interesting because they generally have a very triumphant and happy tone, especially at the ends of every movie. But every movie is kind of a big failure, <laughs> like <laughs> um, with maybe with the exception. Well, one and two aren't so much, but the better ones, I feel like uh, Thor three uh, Ragnarok, but also infinity war and Endgame. They're both stories about him failing. And, and, and then the last one comes to, he comes to the resolution that he needs to be himself. And he was never really meant to be um, the leader or this version of Thor or whatever. And he needs to figure out who he is. And he goes on, he goes out to do like more of a self actualization thing, which is interesting for a character in your sixth movie to finally be self actualized, you know? Seventh yeah. movie. This will be his seventh movie, and he's finally like going out to figure out who he is.
0: It's, yeah, if we're thinking in universe, it's also interesting for a character in his fifth millennium. Uh, to finally be trying to discover himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I love. I think it's a powerful message to try to discover yourself. It's something I've really been going through the last few years myself, and I, yeah, I think it's great. I really do. I think it's a really wonderful message. But it And people keep asking, does that negate the previous movies? And you kind of look back and go, kind of. Like, I look back at things in my life that I, now that I'm kind of being more honest about who I am and trying to understand myself better, I look back at things I went through and I kind of go, well, yeah, I did that thing that was a big victory for me at the time. But those previous victories mean less when you realize you were fighting the wrong battles, you know?
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think that's a a big thing of just with discovery of self is you look back and be like, man, that didn't mean shit. That meant literally nothing why was I so engrossed in that? Yeah. Um, but you know, the thing is
1: all of that is you, le- you learn lessons at every point in your life, everything you do, you learn lessons. And so I think that Thor has learned different lessons. The problem is it's a movie. So you have to have the ending seem like it's a big victory in life. We never have fully have those big victory moments. I guess we do. We have like graduations and releases of artistic projects we've done and, and, like celebrations of certain parts of our life um, yeah, people write songs about you yeah man that that's your that was your <clears> triumphant <throat> moment on yep. the for the whole mcu cast is getting steampunk douchebag written about yourself yeah it's that been is... a long long play to get this out <laughs> that's so funny that i said ahead and wrap this up there <laughs> song called steampunk douchebag is your triumphant moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't, I don't know if I have fully expressed it to you, and it, it's probably rightful to do on the cast, because I think that song is funny, uh, but I didn't really pull punches. Like, I, I, I picked on you pretty hard. I mean, the song is called Steampunk Douchebag, which you asked for, so it's not like... I did it you wanted this you wanted this but still I sent you the lyrics beforehand and I was like here's the lyrics I pick on you pretty hard I don't want to hit too close to home if you feel like any of these lyrics hit too close to home you tell me and I'll like I can change things and you're like no dude that's hilarious and i was like, great cool because uh that's that's a good sense of humor and I appreciate you very much for being uh you know having a good sense of humor about it I really do
0: yeah I mean I know that you don't actually feel this way well, I mean, you know, mostly not. I know that you don't uh, outwardly express that you feel
1: this way, so that's fine. I know that most of your resentments you're harboring, you've kept you've kept, <laughs> kept inside until you release this song about it. So, you know, that's fine.
0: That seems like a healthy way to deal with your... <laughs> I know that you repress most of your negative emotions, so it's fine. I just
1: look forward to your, your rebuttal, your, your rebuttal in song. Uh,
0: <laughs> Mm. Oh, well, I'm going to have to get better at base. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so uh, Black Widow. Let's we'll talk about Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> Black Widow Next merch thing.
1: rolling out despite more more movie delay. Yeah, they're, they're putting out the merch anyway,
0: which seems yeah, like, like a slight like, decision. Let's put out the merch, and the merch could have spoilers in it. The merch might, you know, it, it, it drives up the hype now, but we've got to wait six months. Like what, what's the deal? Marvel. Yeah. That's Come on. it's silly. I understand that they probably have like a global uh, production
1: process in place and they, and it would maybe be expensive or maybe not even possible to stop the wheels from turning at this point. There's probably contracts involved with the, like, they probably rented out shelves and toy stores and all kinds of craziness. Uh, but yeah, it's still kind of weird to put the merch out now, but you know, whatever. I just don't, I try not to pay attention to merch anyway, because it almost always has spoilers. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. always
0: out before the movie, so. <laughs> yeah, and then in this case, it's going to be out way before the movie. Maybe we'll have time to forget about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Matt forgets about everything he reads, like, the moment after, so it's mm. fine. Yeah. 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 So, moving on to the next big thing. The the last story uh, as far as news, yeah, this is kind the of a thing big I'm, deal. I'm most excited about, and I know there's no real news involved, but
1: man, I'm excited about this.
0: John Krasinski met with Marvel uh, to talk about an, an unannounced MCU project. Holy crap! We have been clamoring. The internet has has banded together to say John Krasinski needs to be Mister Fantastic. And we might just get that. Yeah. It's looking pretty good. I,
1: I, I feel like he that's got to be what they're doing, right? I, yeah. You know they've got Fantastic Four rights back. He's perfect for Reed Richards. And his wife is perfect for Sue Storm. Like, I just, they, they need to do this. They really need to do this. This absolutely needs to happen. Um, I was watching, he put out uh, this week a YouTube channel. John Krasinski created a YouTube channel this week called Some Good News where he's just doing a news show, but he only tells good news and it's kind of sappy and it's kind of sweet. And it made me cry every episode so far. Um, <laughs> I think there's three episodes <laughs> up. It's just like, but he's doing a little news show from home and he just like includes videos of different, like good news from around the world. Uh, and it's really sweet. Yeah. I, I, I recommend checking it out. It's on YouTube. But, um, but, uh, one of the things he did in the f- second episode or third episode, he, uh, he, someone sent in a, um, picture like fan art of him as this the, some good news guy, but he's wearing a tutu and then he says, huh, this that picture is the closest I'll ever be to being a costume superhero. And then he looks at the camera with like a knowing look like, or is it, <laughs> <laughs> And and especially him being Jim from the Office, like looking to camera was one of his like major gags, you know. And so I just thought it was perfect, and it was great. And uh, he's definitely teasing that he might be a costume superhero at some point.
0: So, oh man, I need that. Yeah, I need it so bad.
1: Hundred percent on board. Let's let's uh, let's get let's all let everyone let let Marvel know. Tweet at him, whatever. I just think he'd be great. He's he's a great actor, and he just has that every man like personality that really you know m- makes you care about him he's he's got a certain charisma to him yeah that i really love
0: yep yep and uh especially in uh in recent things like with the um the jack ryan series like he's got He's got the look. You know, he's got the superhero look, especially the Mr. Fantastic look.
1: Yeah, he has kind of a Gumby look about him. You could absolutely see his face, like, morphing and doing fun things and his body being stretchy. But also, you're right. Since Jack Ryan, he's got all cut and superhero-like. Well, not not just since Jack Ryan, but before that, it was... Um, Yeah. It's called 13 hours. That's it. Yeah. Ever since that, he's been cut. He's been a superhero looking dude. Also in that good, some good news. He also made jokes and pointed out jokes about, um, various Marvel people. And it just felt, it it almost felt like the whole, some good news thing was just a viral marketing campaign to make me like John Krasinski more before the announcement.
0: Like, (laughs) which is really hard to do.
1: Yeah. I already love him. And so, yeah, it, it, it felt, by the way, like I felt like, is Disney behind this some good news streaming a little news show from home
0: thing? Like, I could totally see it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if, if during his talk with them and they're like, yeah, you're going to be Mr. Fantastic, but don't tell anybody about it. He's like, can I do a web series on YouTube where I just talk about news, but maybe just hint maybe do a little gag here and there take to the camera not actually say anything not even not even hint at it just like drop things that people can connect on their own and Mm -hmm. watch the internet go ablaze and they would be like yeah
1: yeah no that's awesome (laughs) it would have been better if you'd named it some fantastic
0: news (laughs) oh god
1: (laughs) oh man that would have that would have set the internet on fire
0: yeah, And then if he only had four episodes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, let's do some
1: feedback. We got a lot of feedback actually this week. A lot of people wrote in over on the MCU cast chat, which by the way, I just wanted to say again, uh, I am so thankful for the MCU cast chat group. Um, it's just you guys that listen. Um, but for some reason, and it, I, it's the thing I'm proudest of most about this uh, show is the community surrounding the show is just cool. Like, like, um, I don't know. There was an interaction of two people like that disagree. I, they didn't They weren't even disagreeing. Somebody posted something and it, they had taken the artist name off of it. And so accidentally, yeah, accidentally. And so, uh, it was actually Omer, Omer Omalia, who has done a lot of art for us. Um, he said, Hey, uh, I'm kind of mad. You took the name off. I don't think he meant mad. Like, I think he just meant like, Hey, you took the name off. Like, why'd you do that? Um, of the artist? Cause I know that artist. Can you put it back? And the person's like, Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. And then someone else was like, Hey, can we not say mad or angry? Can we not get too angry in here? Like, let's not, let's not express anger. That was Ashley. And then Omer wrote back and was like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh my bad. No, it no, didn't mean anything by it. It was just trying to get the artist's name. And I was just like, I just love this community. Like, somebody's standing <laughs> up for art. Someone else is standing up for kindness. And then someone else is standing up for just like, uh, or, or someone else is responding to being called out by just being like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> like, just being willing to be like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Like to, And not <laughs> not just Omer, but the guy who posted it originally was also saying like, oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> like, it's, it's just people like... People apologized on the internet. I know. It's crazy. People People like just saying sorry and being like... Uh, like talking about fun things, people being funny and interesting without being biting or negative or overly sarcastic or whatever. Like it's just like, you know, people being funny and not being mean. Like I just, it's very rare on the internet, and I just appreciate everybody who's over there. And I that that inter- exchange just really like highlighted it for me. I'm just like I dug it.
0: Yeah, I also love everybody in there because they. It's, it's a, it's a better way to have all of the conversations that we're having here. Like it's a, it's an expansion, you know, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a way to pack. have the talk and let everybody else have their talks instead of talking through us. Yeah. They just get to talk to each other and then we get to bring that conversation here. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which a lot of these this week came from over there. Uh, just cause a lot of people were interacting. I think we're, a lot of people have time on their hands for some reason this week. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> so, let's uh, let's go down some of this feedback and chat about it. Yeah.
0: Sherman Smith said, Love the cast. I'm also a comics reader like Jeff, but I was okay with the Mandarin turn in I Am 3, and I thought that movie was great. I'm also okay with the explanation of him returning after he blew up his suits. At that point, we all knew it wouldn't last, and he really didn't need that much motivation to start being Iron Man again.
1: Yeah. I, I, I obviously agree with Sherman about Iron Man 3, and I agree with him about the explanation of him returning uh, completely. Like it makes absolute sense, but I just wish they'd done it sooner was my whole point about that. You know, that was my whole thing. But, uh, I have no response. Uh, I'm done with the conversation. <laughs> you're like, I'm done. I think, I think this actually ties in pretty well with the Thor conversation we're having. It's hard to make movies where you have a dark beginning and a triumphant ending, which is what your goal is with almost every movie, is to do that. But it's hard to keep doing that and then keep having movies. So, like, it's one of the problems with having this kind of universe is that sort of cyclic storytelling. And if you always want to go out on a big high note where like look i overcame my all of my problems i'm not iron man anymore i don't need this to have value and they're like oh w- you want to make an avengers movie of course i'm iron man <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> shit i need it i need it Ugh. i need the iron man back so <laughs> <laughs> sorry that that sound was me slapping my arm I, like i got it like i'm getting ready for i got it <laughs> injecting i got it i just didn't uh i didn't know I was like, do we want hard drug, uh, expressions on, on the, this, what are you talking about? At this point, he was in Iron Man three. He was injecting the control points into stuff? himself.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what he was getting ready for. Duh.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, Brandon hit us on Twitter. Said Adam, "See you When Rhodes is a part of the Hammer presentation at Stark Expo, it's like when Genie is under Jafar's control. <laughs> that's fair. So, somebody's been watching a lot of Disney Plus. I see. <laughs> um,
1: Sounds like somebody's got kids and went back and watched Aladdin. Uh, listen, you don't have to have kids to go back and watch Aladdin. I just did it myself. <laughs> it's an easy
0: excuse. Yeah, for that's me, true. <laughs> it's true." You're just a you're just a quarantined adult male. That's right. Uh, I'm an adult male with
1: Disney Plus. So Newsies and Aladdin have happened in the last couple of weeks.
0: They've got Newsies on there. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, we've already talked about that on the cast. Yeah, but I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> we we should do it. We should do a Newsies episode. Um, oh, it'll be completely a non sequitur um, if we get caught up on all of our commissioned episodes maybe we'll do a newsies episode <laughs> oh god oh, that would be real silly bingers assemble probably no it's probably not appropriate for mcu guests <laughs> <laughs> oh man to do all the work of um, christian bale just so we can have the most unbalanced uh, bingers assemble Discussion ever because it goes like pretty much straight from Newsies to American Psycho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a dark turn. That's a dark turn. That's a dark turn. And then if you uh, if you include like the Machinist, where he drops like a crap ton of weight and looks all sickly, yeah yeah there's a uh, there's a lot of it's weird
1: newsies is i just love i love newsies so good and then like he just gets so dark so fast yep oh man actually i guess there was like a bunch of movies in between now that i'm looking at it i just didn't know about any of them he does a lot of like smaller (laughs) movies i guess looking at his imdb now but yeah anyway oh i want to look at his imdb too yeah oh yeah equilibrium i forgot about that movie that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. He was in Reign of Fire. Weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in a lot of things, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. Swing
1: Kids, which I've heard of, but I've never seen. Little Women.
0: Pocahontas. Weird. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. He was the uh, he was the voice of John Smith, if I recall. Uh, or no, no Thomas. He? He's apparently the voice of Thomas. No, the, the best friend of John Smith. That's right. Okay. Like the little, almost like a kid character. Interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, you get to
1: the Batman era. And then pretty much everything after... Uh, the Batman era I know about, but I, a, there is a big chunk in the middle that I don't really remember. And I guess Reign of Fire I remember, but I'd forgotten that was him. Weird. Okay. Anyway, moving
0: on. Yeah. Everybody only ever remembers um, freaking Matthew McConaughey from Reign of Fire. I didn't remember he was in that either. That's funny. He had the axe.
1: Cool. It was It was. Real bad movie. I, I, I know we're, we're we're this is very off topic, but can we talk about Rain of Fire for a second?
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> can I, we just break real quick and wait, talk about let me dragons? My, my hot take on Rain of Fire. Ah, hot take? Uh, <laughs> well, that movie is a movie about like like if you watch all the trailers for it and all the posters. I was living in Philadelphia when that movie came out, and there were posters, the big billboards everywhere with like. Armies of dragons fighting armies of humans. And that's what I thought I was getting. And as a 19 year old male, I, that is what I needed in my life. You know, <laughs> that is fully what I needed in my life. was yeah. an army of helicopters and humans fighting an army of dragons. And then you get to the movie and it's like that war already happened. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, that's very disappointing. I went, it's like the, I think the movie has one dragon in it. If, I'm, if I remember correctly it's like there's one dragon that they're trying to hunt because it's taken out their men or something and they're like living on the edge of the apocalypse basically because all humans have been destroyed and stuff like that's not the movie I was told I was getting
0: <laughs> yeah they were they were hunting the the one dragon that was that was capable of breeding with the rest of them so it was gonna wipe out all the the species of dragon okay yeah it's gonna take a while for these to die you know
1: i just i think i if i'm not if i'm remembering it correctly you just only ever get one dragon that they fight and i wanted a big dragon fight i wanted a big dragon fight i guess dragons are expensive <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they got a high day rate for those dragons yeah <laughs> yeah oh man it's funny that uh, you said dragons are expensive and my thought was yeah it takes a lot to to make them as far as VFX like it, it takes a long time takes a lot of money because there's a lot of people involved but then mm-hmm. you're like nah the the actors who are dragons yeah, like, yeah exactly
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> their going rate is astronomical thank you for explaining my
1: joke that always makes them funnier
0: yeah it does <laughs> that's what I'm here for Matt <laughs> Okay, what's, that, what's our next feedback? Uh, Damon Smoketh <laughs> <laughs> said, Hey again, just thank you for all the pods y'all have been doing. <clears throat> the Bench Assemble ones are fun, and keeping us updated in these trying times is clutch. My question is this. You are both running a pitch to add a new movie to the next MCU phase. Which new Marvel character would the pitch be centered around, one that has not been in the movies, and what would that pitch be?
1: Okay, one that has not been in the movies. I don't know if this is cheating, but my answer to this is uh Daredevil. Mm. Mm. I I know I know he's been on screen, but he hasn't been in the movies. And I think that character and my, my pitch would be fully the Daredevil we had in on Netflix. Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Coming to help his friend Spider-Man as, and we, we may be getting all this, but we haven't seen him yet, but that might be cheating. So w- w- while I think, while I try to think of a different Marvel hero we have not seen on screen,
0: what do you got? Well, I've already explained my, uh, my Cyclops story, which would be so great. Um, especially if he's, if he's got his Mr. Sinister upbringing and yeah, all that true. tying
1: in. But we did. I mean, he hasn't been an MCU, but we have seen a Cyclops. We have seen Cyclops on screen. Yeah, we a,
0: have. What's one? What's you got? Anything that we have not seen? Uh, you know, what would be really cool is if in Thor: Love and Thunder, there's um, there's a a, a time when they go to like if, if they're going you know around the universe or whatever, uh, they they end up in a place that looks a lot like uh, Greek architecture, ancient Greek architecture, mm-hmm. and maybe we get some some greek pantheon coming in uh olympus would be the place and you know that could introduce Ares and hercules and hercules was uh is a is a fun character that he's he's um he's kind of all over the place um as far as like just how his character is he's he's really cool and i think um it would be neat to see some some Greek stuff coming in there too, especially with Moon Knight coming out because we're talking about the Egyptian pantheon.
1: Yeah, and like, you
0: and you got the Eternals
1: who uh, apparently the Eternals throughout their ages um, were uh, were some of those gods as well. So like some of those gods were Eternals that were living as gods for a time and then receded back into just pretending to be humans or whatever. So yeah, you, you could, you could do some deep history stuff with all the different characters, um, living through time. Hmm. I, you know, I, we've seen it in the X-Men universe, but it would be interesting to get that with like an apocalypse done right, you know? Yeah. Like get, get, getting the Eternals to tie in to all the stuff with apocalypse and all the, all the deep history. Like you said, all the Greek stuff. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Another one that I think needs to be seen very soon on screen is Miles Morales.
0: Yeah. We need to see a live action. Miles Morales. We actually, we got a reference to him in the first Spider-Man movie. We did. We did, but we didn't get him. he exists. We just, we need somebody to be him.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, see, this is, this is where I'm starting to run, run. This is where not being a big comics guy gets me in trouble because like, I'm trying to think of who I want to see on screen and like, most of the characters I know have now been on screen. Like I, I was never that deep, you know, it's like most of the, you know, I I read a lot of X-Men when I was younger. I read a lot of, uh, Spider-Man when I was younger or a lot of Superman, Batman, but like, I wasn't ever a big deep bench guy. So I'm trying to like, think of who in the Marvel, would they bring in that they haven't already announced and they've, they've announced so many great ones. And most of them, most of the ones I know about are because they've talked about doing them and I've researched them a little bit, you know,
0: a good version of silver surfer would be really cool.
1: Yeah. Which again, we've seen before, but yeah, I would love to see a good version of silver surfer.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So
1: sorry if we uh, didn't answer that very well, I don't have a good, you guys let us know if what what are characters, that you guys love if if there's yeah. someone in the Marvel universe that
0: you guys absolutely love that we should think about or we should check up on give that, us like, a comics character to research yeah we'll go read about him and then we'll come up with a way for them to come into the MCU yeah so i'd love to i just love to know what
1: people are thinking of that are out there like cuz there's i'd never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy and now of course i love the Guardians of the Galaxy the movie but i still don't know very deep about the comics versions um mm, I I literally cannot think of a comic character that I grew up on that hasn't not made it to screen in some form. Can you? I mean, you just Hercules. mentioned Hercules. Hercules. Like, yes. Um yeah, I can't. I can't think of a I, I'm sure I'm sure there's some I'm there's villains. I can think of villains, but I cannot think of a hero that I grew up on anyway.
0: Yeah, like Craven the Hunter would be really cool. Mhm. Totally. I can um, think of, there's a
1: lot of villains in in Spider-Man's uh, Rogues Gallery uh, and the X-Men Rogues Gallery that like I can think of, but I can't think of a hero in any of that that hasn't been on screen in some form. Man, I my my either either my comics knowledge is very thin, which is true, or they're making a lot of comic book stuff these days.
0: They are. That's mm-hmm. also true. <laughs>
1: Man, like the, my deep cut would be Runaways. <laughs> Like, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> I did read this book. I read the whole series myself. Runaways was pretty great. And I'm like, damn it, they even, they even did Runaways.
0: <laughs> uh, but they could actually tie it in, though.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: They could tie that it in. That would be fun. Um, Wonder Man would be
1: really good. Wonder Man would be cool. Again, I don't know much about Wonder Man, but we I mean, talked about him in the past. He's a
0: guy that starts in a really dark place and, like, is a villain, and then gets, or well, is a villain, sort of, but kind of not by his, uh, not by his own doing, and then does eventually turn to being good and is a, uh, is a Hollywood actor. Cool. Somebody that I think that would be really cool, um, just to see how they handle this amount of power would be Sentry. Sentry is basically Superman, but with, um... Mental health issues with with PTSD, kind of, except the PTSD manifests itself as a dark entity called the Void. Hmm, that sounds neat. I yeah, reminds me a little bit of The Boys,
1: where you've got a Superman-style character that is that broken. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm excited about the Boys season two, which should be really soon. We're we're going to we're trying to make it through it before uh, for bingers on bingers assemble before it comes out. Um, but we'll see if that we see if we get there. Yeah. You guys just started the, uh, ultra carbon season two. Yeah. But it, the, the rate we're going, we're doing three a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we should be done with season two of Alter carbon in two weeks. And then it'll take us two or three weeks to get through, uh, the boys. So hopefully, what we do you get think there. of, uh, season two so far? You know, um, I, you know, uh, obviously we just had an episode on it, but like, I'm a little disappointed so far okay um i I have not found this season and I mean like a, again I don't know i'm I'm sure when you watched it you probably marathoned it and maybe it gets interesting really fast but. I've only watched two episodes so far oh really yep oh well you can watch along with us then that's fun um yep. yes, so that's where we are so we're in the same place that's funny um I don't think it's that good so far um I don't think they have done enough character building and like, I don't know what's, I, I I don't have a clear picture of what's going on in this new, uh, uh, this new scenario they're setting up. So anyway. Yeah, the new scenario, new world. Yeah. Well, hey, if you're caught up, if we're, we're in the same place. If there's ever a day you can hop on, come be on a bingers with us.
0: I, I might be able to here soon. Yeah, um, well, we're, we're The project I'm on at work is is finally wrapping up. Cool. Well, we record
1: at noon, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we do the watch at 11. So uh, if you can do it Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, it'd be fun to have a three-person Bingers Assemble episode. That'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway, that's over on Bingers Assemble, guys. We're getting into season two of Ultra Carbon. Come join us. But let's (laughs) get back
0: to some of this MCU feedback. Drew Grek says, hi guys, I had nothing else to do because COVID, and I went back to listen to your reviews for the last three episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, and you were so happy about the almost Infinity War crossover. It just made me sad that these shows didn't keep up with the films. Don't get me wrong, I love the shows and they're great, but I just wish we would have gotten the snap in the shows. I thought it would be in Season 6, and I want to hope that it'll be in Season 7, but I'm doubtful. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast, and keep up the good work. Great work. Sorry
1: you downgraded us to good yeah that's some
0: that's some humility right there you um, know I'm, I'm trying that these days it's <laughs> rough it's so hard it's I, I can imagine that's hard for you yeah um, i mean people are writing songs about me like come on <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> i was call, by saying it's hard for you i was calling you prideful and you were calling yourself great that's hilarious <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay. Drew. Yes. I hope you're right. I hope they can do something with season seven to tie it in, but I just don't see it. Especially now that they've got this time travel stuff happening. I'm thinking, uh, that we're just going to get a totally different thing. Um, yeah. Ah, so frustrating.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, honestly, like I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little, little, uh, dark Jeff, uh, bizarro jeff Mm -hmm. land here i've kind of given up on shield like emotionally oh no yeah they didn't tie it in last season wasn't that great and you know it it's been downhill since season four it's been downhill
1: since season four. I agree.
0: That was the zenith, but it
1: hasn't been bad since season four. I wouldn't even say it was bad last season. They did have a. I think it was season six. No, it was season five. Season five when when uh, she fought uh, on that. Was that when she fought that big battle on Earth? Is that the one I'm thinking
0: of? Oh, you mean the uh, the one with uh, graviton? No, that was. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, that, that was, was the end of season five. Yeah, that was in end of season five. So we had a whole
1: season since the snap?
0: Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was confused then. Yeah. <sighs> There's no tie-in. It hasn't been great. <sighs> it, it feels like it's going out on, on a whimper. Well, I will say they they knew they weren't
1: tied in properly, and so they got out of the way. I enjoyed a lot of last season. I enjoyed the stuff with the, uh, not Colson guy. Um, I enjoyed seeing Clark, Gregg play a totally different character. That was all fun. Um, but I agree with you. I, I obviously want them to tie it together. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're going to make this last season, a love letter to the show and a love letter to the MCU in general, by having some time jumping around and having some fun while, wrapping up these character arcs that we have cared a lot about i mean i love a lot of these characters i don't i you know it annoys me they didn't tie in Uh, yeah i'm with you i did but i don't you know not giving up we have 13 episodes left we've been with them for six years they're the reason we started this show you know like a reason we felt like it was a show worth starting
0: guardians was the reason we started the show
1: yes but we it, it, they were the reason we thought there'd be enough content to have an mcu cast you know like yep w- w- if it weren't for um shield it would be, it would have been like guardians was great you want to start a podcast what's the podcast about i don't know we we'll talk about guardians uh,
0: that <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem sustainable
1: <laughs> other movies i guess yeah uh, we might like literally we might have gone hey Guardians was great. Let's talk about it on a podcast. What what podcast are we starting? I don't know, but that the the shield is what made it an uh, AMCU in many ways. You know, it, it brought it together where it was like, there's enough, there's stuff happening on this show every week. And they're, they're, they tied in the first season so well and so strongly that like, it really was an amazing feat. And so, so I, I want to try to, give it all of the stored up goodwill from those first seasons and like, and, and throw it at this last season. So hopefully we get something cool with a good time travel story. Cause you know me, I love a time travel story.
0: I, I do. I do know you. Um, I think that honestly, they probably should have, they didn't know that they were getting a season six and certainly didn't know about season seven. Uh, I think that season five would have been a great place to end it. And with the way that, you know, Coulson dies and everything, it's it's kind of like everybody had their their nice finale, so to speak, in that one. And if maybe, like, the last frame had been, or the last few frames had been just, like, the screen dissolving to ash, like, that would have been enough of a tie-in to be like, all right, series is done, you know, we'll call it here. It tied in with uh, with Infinity War and the snap, like, I'm good. That was perfect. But then they didn't. And then they brought Colson back immediately. I didn't have time to miss him. Just, it was all...
1: Yeah. <sighs> I agree with you on that. I think that while I had fun with the Clark Gregg stuff, I really did. I enjoyed seeing him as a different character. I really wish they let just let it lie. And I know it's like contract stuff, probably. It probably has something to do with like... You know, keeping your main character around. It's probably a guy they like. They want to keep giving him work and like want to keep him on the show. And he's a big part of the show. But, and they still got to give Sky a chance to be a leader. Um, Well, Mac, really, uh, a chance to be a leader. But I just, it gave other leadership possibilities. But, but but I just, yeah, I I do. I always, we always talk about how when you, when you lose a character, you really need to give it time. If you're going to bring them back, you need to give, at least give their consequences for their absence. And one of those consequences, it's nice to miss them for a minute. And we did not really get a chance to miss Clark Gregg. And then immediately again, he's back in a different form. And it's just
0: like, come on, come on. like Give me a moment.
1: Yeah. Give, give me a moment. Let to- experience the grief. That but yeah, we've we talked about this all last season, but that yeah. that moment at the end of season six would have been way more impactful if he had not been around for season six.
0: Yep. Um in you know, in in the tying in with this discussion, the Andy Joe show sent us a thing. Uh, it will have been over six months since we've had MCU content. We're getting SHIELD on five twenty seven. Yep. That is truth. That Talk is truth. about mourning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm mourning the lack of MCU for sure, um, and you know, that's the thing. Like, I I won't give up on MC, on Shield. If nothing else, it's all I got right now. This is the, uh, you know, I'm just glad they had enough of it filmed to release it. Like, cause it, I don't know if Falcon Winter Soldier is gonna come out in August, like originally they talked about. You know, we haven't gotten yeah, production word of, got super delayed. Yeah, like we haven't gotten word on that yet. It's very possible that that'll also get delayed and it's just going to be a long time before we get the MCU stuff that we
0: love. And, uh, yeah, I'm bummed about it. (laughs) The MCU already got put on pause after July. Yeah. It was July that Spider-Man came out. Yeah. So let's
1: enjoy, I mean, I think, um, he's mentioning the Andy Joe show is mentioning Runaways as part of it, which kind of, um, (laughs) It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've had a a tight, good, tight, wet, hot continuity. And I need that in my life. I need it. (laughs) Oh, that's so gross. Because even, yeah, even this doesn't sound like it's going to be that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll do something. Maybe we'll get some sort of, some sort of thing. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know, man. What if we find out that. When they go back in time, they establish a universe that the snap didn't happen, or they, uh, you know, they come back to the universe and the snap has happened, and it's like, oh, something we did in the past caused <laughs> caused infinity. <laughs> they War think they
0: caused the snap in
1: end, in end that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a way of tying it together. Is all I'm saying. They're, they're, I'm, I be, you know, if you get inventive you can do it. But uh, unfortunately I don't think they care. I think they're just going to go, well, we're just going to tell a different story. So let's get out of the way of the current timeline. Cause the movies won't communicate with us. So we're going to do something else.
0: Holy, holy crapsticks, Matt, what season seven of agents of shield. They're doing time travel. Fitz is somewhere where he's away from Simmons and she doesn't know where he is and it's supposed to be that way and they're fixing things in time travel right they're fixing variances in time one might say they're an authority oh
1: yeah why why did they go into time again I don't remember (laughs) i don't remember either (laughs) what if they did what if they did start the tva like that would be an interesting way to end it
0: yeah they started the tva and then crossed over with loki that's obviously what we're doing Uh, they could do it i doubt it but they could do it (laughs) now that's that's my headcanon that's what we're doing all right i like it that's where we're going georgia cross said hey guys i'm a longtime listener but this is my first piece of feedback hey welcome welcome georgia cross Every time I listen to the cast, I have a piece of feedback that I want to send, but I never get to it. However, this time, I must share my thoughts. After hearing that Jeff was persuaded by the argument that Spider-Man movies are monotonous because they all only revolve around Tony Stark, I decided that this was the best time to send feedback. Never fear, Jeff. Here's another way to look at it. I'm ready. In all good movies, The way characters are portrayed allows the Watchers to identify and feel how the characters are feeling. In the Spider-Man movies, yes, Tony Stark is an overarching plot line that is always there, but in my opinion, this is allowing us to feel the same way Peter is constantly feeling throughout his story. Peter is always feeling the pressure of living up to Tony and impressing him, so having Tony in the back of our minds through the plot is just portraying how Peter is always feeling. Kinda meta, if you ask me. So I hope that helped Jeff feel better about Tony always being in the background. Thanks for the amazing cast, guys. Georgia Cross. How do you feel? Um, I don't feel better, <laughs> but it hasn't really had time to sink in yet. Yeah. I well, I don't know that you
1: like fully got on board that you thought the Spider-Man movies were bad to
0: begin with. No, I never thought that they were bad. It's just, it's kind of, it has started to kind of nag at me a little bit that, that Iron Man is so prevalent hmm. in, in the Spider-Man, you know, both movies yeah. He's he's the he's the new Uncle Ben at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, it is weird.
1: I think what we're getting is, is is what is strange about the Spider-Man movies is Sam Raimi. Oh wait, <laughs> what is strange about these Spider-Man movies for me is that we're getting Spider-Man's story further along in the Spider-Man story than we've ever gotten it on screen before, because he's already been Spider-Man a while and he's now a part of this bigger world and a part of the Avengers, which really for Spider-Man doesn't normally happen till
0: what, 10 years on into his, you know,
1: Yeah, it was a long
0: time in the comics before he got even loosely affiliated with the Avengers. Yeah.
1: So the thing that is weird that they're doing here, and I don't think it's bad, but I do think it's weird is that, in in the two previous incarnations of Spider-Man that we have had, he's just been the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that didn't have any connection to an overarching universe. And, you know, he wasn't involved in Civil War, and he wasn't involved in Infinity War and all this stuff. Um, and Tony Stark wasn't on his speed dial or whatever. Uh, and he didn't have the iron spider suit and all this stuff. And those movies occur in a time frame that, like, it seems they're way older. At least the actors are. And in, uh, I believe, they're out of high school in those two versions, aren't they? Is
0: Andrew Garfield not in high school in his version, is he? They, both of those movies have Peter graduating from high school in the first movie. Right. So, that's,
1: it is kind of strange. And it's an interesting rewrite to the Spider-Man mythos that, like, he's already involved in the bigger stuff, but he has not yet graduated high school. It's like the other movies have him jumping out of high school because they wanted to have an older actor. And this one, they have him jumping into the deeper MCU while still being so young.
0: I mean, whatever we, we, we had originally heard that they were going to keep him in high school and that they were using a younger actor who, looked like a high schooler Uh, we were thinking yeah we get to keep the the friendly neighborhood spider-man they're they're gonna keep it you know on these these small stories he's gonna stay in high school for a while like he did in the comics he's not gonna get you know all this huge stuff and we get like really personal stories every time and then they were like yeah yeah he's in high school but he's also saving the universe like yeah what hold on wait also that's
1: his arc in the first spider-man movie is he's asked to join the Avengers and then says no. He decides he'll just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. At the end, they (laughs) offer him the iron spider suit and all that stuff. And then he's like, no, I I think I just need to be a friendly neighborhood spider. And then the next thing we see is he gets, like, you know, thrust into his face. Yeah. And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's kind of fun and interesting. It's it's just as this thing that we're, we've had a lot of tensions in this episode and the one we just had talking about the differences between Thor and Iron Man and Spider-Man and like the decisions you make in one movie to have the character decide to do something or make a decision about his life. And then that decision kind of getting upended. It's, it's something that we, we kind of keep coming back to on this record date, which I think is kind of interesting. we have got a weird theme running here.
0: <laughs> It's, uh, you know, if we were smarter people, we might be able to, to talk about this theme in a an intelligent way. Well, I, I, I think we, we are. I think we are. But I think the, uh, uh,
1: not that I'm saying I'm intelligent, but I think that we are. And I think that the main overarching idea is this is a symptom of having a crossover universe like this. And it's one we don't talk about much, but the idea of a self-contained story, And yesterday we were. Uh, or on the, on the last podcast, we talked about these comics and we very deliberately tried to pick a self contained six or seven issue run of comics because we wanted to cover something that would have meaning um, to the reader. That would be an interesting thing. And so that's what every one of these movies is trying to be a self contained story. But that means having your character go through an arc and resolve some issue and grow as a character. But then the idea of having a, universe that continues like this is then you get, you get right back up after that last movie and you have to go through another arc. And so it's, it's interesting uh, what that does for these characters when you look at their arcs as a whole. And I think they've done a beautiful job of that, but I see why some people look at him and go, well, why is Thor keep making, you know, he keeps growing and then the next movie ungrowing and then growing again. And I, I, I see why they would say that. And, and I think we have food feedback, food back. <laughs> I'm hungry. <Food> back. <laughs> um, we have feedback coming up on that. So we'll, we'll touch on that more in a minute, actually. So we'll, well, yeah, this, this will
0: keep coming back, I guess. Yeah. We got food back on No, We got feedback on food back, feedback food. on food back. Someone send me lunch. <laughs> Anonymous writer says, Hey guys, I hope you too and your loved ones are safe and well. I don't really have any specific feedback, but lately it's just felt right to reach out to people more. I've listened to you guys regularly for a while, uh, but I got away from the podcast in March. I'm an ER doctor, so as COVID began its march around the globe, it really consumed my attention. I had a week's vacation at the end of the month when the virus was ravaging Italy and was very obvious, uh, very obviously about to cause a serious struggle in New York. Doctors and nurses were falling ill and some were dying, my wife, also a doctor, and I basically spent that week devouring the news and consuming as much medical information as possible. A lot of mixed feelings of real fear for our own well-being and family exposure to serious anger at our country's almost voluntary ignorance and poor prep at the outset that caused an inexcusable lack of PPE and medical equipment in some hospitals. Eventually I was just anxious to get off the sidelines and get to work alongside my colleagues. It felt kind of weird on my way to the hospital for my first shift back. I usually listen to medical podcasts or reviews on the way to work, but I listened to you guys on my way that day. I'm not even sure which one it was, but it was nice to listen to you two talk about something that I enjoy and use to escape the work stress for a bit. Definitely helped to disengage on the way in. Anyway, I know there's not a lot of new MCU content out there right now, but I wanted to share that and to personally thank you guys for keeping up with the podcast. Oh, I do have one bit of late feedback, I guess. Jeff! Dark World over Iron Man 3? How can this even be a thing? I think you need to make watching Iron Man 3 your new holiday tradition. (laughs) Try it out. Also, if you guys haven't seen it, Favreau's Chef Show on Netflix is worth a watch. You guys seem to appreciate food, and there's an episode in Season 1 with him and some of the Marvel cast just shooting the shit and eating way too much. Okay, now stay at home and go wash your hands. (laughs) Thanks, Doc. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Doc.
1: Uh, let's call him Doc. He he asked us not to share his name, I guess, for uh professional reasons, probably. Uh, so Doc, thank you. Um, yeah, I you say thank you to us. I can't thank you enough for real. Uh, it's uh, amazing the work you guys are doing, and um, wanted to include that in the cast because it really is a serious situation, and it uh, it's just it, it, it's 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 surreal. It's completely surreal. What the what the world is going through right now, and you guys are on the front lines of it. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So th- this 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 letter was a little bit of a, a bit of a roller coaster. You know, uh, he 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 expresses all these things about the current crisis, which is crazy and surreal and hard to hear, uh, and also encouraging. And I'm so glad that we can be any small part of supporting you guys uh, by having these casts. But then. He tells you how wrong you are about dark world and uh that feels nice. But then I think he I th- he I think he might call us fat.
0: <laughs> I'm just teasing. I think we've called ourselves fat and he's just he's bandwagoning I there. I know, I know. He's like you guys seem like you appreciate food. <laughs> like, <laughs> that wasn't even in quotes. I don't know what you're inferring there. <laughs>
1: No, I'm just teasing you. Uh, but no, that's uh, thank you for writing in, and for real, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, it's it's a crazy time. My, my girlfriend works in the hospital as well. Um, she she's a therapist, but she's still a frontline staff dealing with patients every day. And they're not only is the PPE lacking, but also they're not doing a very good job of like regulating. We're in Alabama, so the rules are not. <laughs> the rules don't apply. The Alabama. rules are different here, and they keep like doing things like, "Hey, yeah, we have only one visitor for each patient and stuff like that." And then they just keep letting the patients break those rules and stuff. That like people keep coming in from the community just directly to see patients and stuff. It's just really, really frustrating, especially with the lack of PPE, um, it, the protective equipment. It's it's tough, man. It's a tough time. So thank yeah. you for writing in. We we can't. uh, be more thankful for the fact that we can be any small part of helping you guys
0: through whatever you're going through. Cause I can't imagine it. Yep. Also doc, I'm sorry, but, um, I'm done with the conversation <laughs> on uh, Thor two versus Iron Man three. I'm not going to make it part of my holiday <laughs> tradition. That spot is reserved for a very merry Christmas. Really? Oh, I hated a very merry Christmas. I know. We already talked about it on the oh, cast. Sure I love did. it. I thought it was so bad. Uh,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll watch <laughs> Iron Man 3 for holiday tradition. I'm down. Yeah, you can start that. I'm I, not m- watching m- that. Maybe crop. I'll watch Thor the Dark World as my holiday tradition.
0: Oh, yeah. So you're going to hurt yourself for the holiday? <laughs> I'm glad you admit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not going to hurt myself for the holiday, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not a masochist. <laughs> uh Now what? What I what I should do though is watch Iron Man three on the Fourth of July, and then I could just keep on with this whole like it would have been so much better as a Fourth of July movie. The, Why the hell didn't blah 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 blah? Like just ranting.
1: Yeah, the the fact that it's a Christmas movie is kind of silly. Like there's there is no Christmas theme to it. But it's the same thing. You know, I think it was a. Uh, uh, the, the the director, a lot of his movies are Christmas movies or they they happen at Christmas time. Uh, but particularly it didn't matter in this one at all, <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah. Die Hard's also a Christmas movie for that same reason. You know, <laughs> and I love that. And Gremlins, Gremlins is another one of my favorite Christmas movies. Not a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it is, but it's not, you oh, know, it's fully a Christmas movie. Okay. I mean, the same way that Die Hard is and is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah. uh, we, we had that, um, a Bible study group one time
1: asked us to bring Chris, our favorite Christmas movie to Bible study. And we were going to watch a Christmas movie and eat, you know, Christmas and have a good time. And, uh, I brought gremlins. And so we ended up watching, they chose that. So <laughs> we ended up watching <laughs> gremlins for our, uh, Christmas movie. It felt very, uh, very wrong, honestly. <laughs> Let's all be encouraged by a nice, warm-hearted Christmas movie, or watch an old lady get eaten. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I choose watch an old lady get eaten. That so did they. So did they. <laughs> uh, let's see. Connor Cook said, "Has was it ever explained how the aether got turned into a stone?" No. No,
1: <laughs> unfortunately, no, it was not. <laughs> it was not at all. I'm trying to remember. Where does he get the aether? Uh, that was with the collector. That's right. In nowhere. He just... Uh, oh, that's right. They brought it to the collector. You know, here's my head... At the end of Thor 2. Here's my head cannon. <laughs> when collectors get a hold of an item, they often put it in some sort of case. Like, um, you know, they get it graded. <sighs> they, they send it away to get graded. <laughs> and then they'll put it in, like, a really protective case. And it's, uh, it's sealed so that you know it's the real thing. And it's got its paperwork. And so, I'm going to say that's what the Collector did. He's called the
0: Collector. <laughs> I just, I think it's so funny to, like, have the idea of, like, you know, this is a verifiable Infinity Stone here. Yeah. Reality yeah. Stone. Uh, wonderful... <laughs> Wonderful coloration on this. Uh, you can tell it's been preserved well. It's got all of its pedigree. What kind of collector is he if he doesn't have paperwork on all those items in his in his big
1: <laughs> storeroom? There's got to be a paperwork room or or like little a little panel that tells you what everything is.
0: Like, oh man, that's so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Actually, good. I like that as headcanon better. That um, that's what the collector was doing for Thor by holding on to the aether. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, he was the guy that was grading yeah, it. Thor,
1: Thor sent it to the collector to get graded.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has to it, has it get Ooh. it graded before he puts it in that throne room, you know?
0: Right. 24-karat aether. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beyond compare. <laughs> That's so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in Age of Ultron, they had that little sequence of of the Infinity Stones when Thor was in the uh, the the Seer's pool, mm-hmm. and it was like the Aether showed up and then just kind of dissipated, and there was a stone. It didn't make any sense. There was yeah. no like, how does this become that?
1: And in Guardians, they show them all as stones in the in the distant past. They're like there were six yeah. ingots.
0: Yeah. Yep, so I love his voice in that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Joshua Bell said, "Is Inhumans the worst thing the MCU has ever created?" Please say yes. Yes. Let's move on.
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, I I think Uh, there's no contest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like Iron Fist, I would say is second. But it's like a distant second. It's like Iron Fist, while bad, is not nearly as bad. And the fact that it connects with the Defenders gives it lots of points, you know, to the positive.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they had a tone that they were uh, trying to maintain with the rest of the established Netflix Defenders verse. Um, So at least that tone gave it some, you know, some grittiness that we liked. Yeah. 100%. Hundred percent. All right. Jordan Boudouin. <laughs> Moving on. Jordan Boudouin says. So, what happens if T'Challa dies now that Killmonger burned all the heart shaped herb? Uh, there was a lot of debate about this in the MCU cast chat. Uh, I,
1: I did get the impression that him burning the herb meant no one else could have it, right? <laughs>
0: Too many black
1: panthers. <laughs> <laughs> um also they only need the herb like once every generation basically right or every yeah that's every the time they challenge so god it's once every challenge once every challenge so uh you know once a generation then also when it gets challenged but they had like a whole storeroom full of herb i just do I, they yeah well i mean they had that whole little crop that he burns you know there's like a bunch of yeah. plants it just seemed it seemed like why do they have so much and I, I I assume they maybe have some backup. <laughs> he didn't get the ones that we had already bottled. Some hydroponic somewhere,
0: you know. <laughs> oh, man. It, it'd be really funny. It's like, uh, we can't take any more challengers right now uh, because we are currently out of Heart-Shaped Herb. So, yeah. sorry. If you want He's to fight Black gotta... Panther without it, uh, or with his with his herb, you go for
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, it does seem weird. I don't like it does seem weird they didn't touch on that more, because if he did destroy the herb, like there can't be another Panther after T'Challa. So what does that mean for their culture? What does that mean for their protection? I mean, now they're in a bigger world with lots of other Avengers that could help them and Shuri can build her own Shuri combining her powers with Iron Man suit tech like she could do a lot of stuff but it does seem strange I'm I, I'm curious if they will uh, fix that in the timeline like will they have a part of the Black Panther story be that they've sent out someone to find the find a way to grow, regrow the herb from its uh, genetic material or something I don't know
0: Groot <laughs>
1: Groot has to get involved yeah Groot, Groot seems like the likeliest option
0: yep <laughs> He fixed Thor's Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fixes Black Panther's... Um, Root issue. dirt problem. He's a, he's really... He's the one that's bringing everybody together. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, Sherman Smith said, I was listening to the missed opportunities on the cast. I thought the Netflix deal precluded them, including the Netflix characters at the time. I do believe that if they don't use the scrolls to throw people off the track of Parker's identity, that will be a missed opportunity.
1: Hmm. Uh, I think I, I like that, but also, uh, in the comics, they also did it with, um, daredevil. So I'd like to see them do that. That'd be really yeah. great. What if, what if good old Matt Murdoch got to put on the web shooters? <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man. that would be so silly. Be so good. I'm hundred percent down. Um, but uh, yeah, as for the rights, I think you're correct that, that the rights precluded them, but that was not a caveat we were making in our missed opportunities episode. Like a lot of the things we thought were missed opportunities were actually problems with the rights. Um, but still, I still maintain it's a missed opportunity.
0: They, they made a bad deal. <laughs> there was another instance that I'm thinking of in the comics where somebody took on the mantle to kind of throw the scent. Um, Matt Murdoch, Was not in the Daredevil costume. It was actually Danny Rand in the Daredevil costume, kind of trying to be like, look, Matt Murdock is not Daredevil because Daredevil's still out on the streets. That's right. So, I mean, there's precedent for it all over the place. Yeah. So, maybe (laughs) they they
1: could do it in a lot of ways. But I do, Scrolls is a good idea, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, use what you got and use it well, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you I mean, already have f- scrolls. You already have uh, Samuel or er, Fury. Who does Fury know? Parker? Actually, <laughs> I guess he doesn't. Only Scroll Fury knows Parker. Yeah, I don't know. Not real, real Fury. But uh, that's even better. We already have a Scroll who knows Parker. <laughs> so yeah, like why not?
0: Hmm. I wonder if uh, how frequent the the Scroll Fury uh, is giving updates to actual Fury? Like, is he in constant communication with him? Just like they have a phone call every week. Like, all right.
1: So what, what happened? That is one of the most interesting things we've got in the universe right now. One of the biggest dangling threads that we have is the idea that Fury is out on a ship somewhere and he has multiple scrolls dealing with planet side issues. And also like, have we ever met maria hill
0: have we ever really met maria hill yeah is maria hill a real person
1: or just a construct we have no idea we have no idea if maria hill has ever been on screen as a human being like that that's that's a lot to think about uh and the idea that the scrolls have been around since the 90s and just kicking around doing stuff i i just don't know i don't know what all that means
0: that uh, might be a conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the scrolls did come up in, in issue three of that Doctor Strange comic. Nice. It was kind of a big deal. What do we, we just, it's
1: crazy to me, and it's not crazy. It's not crazy at all, because it was at the <laughs> end of, it was at the end of phase one that we found out Thanos. Like, that's when we got the Thanos reveal. Like, we just, we're about to embark on another, like, probably 10 year, three-phase, big epic story that they're going to tell. I'm assuming. They may not. Maybe they'll maybe they'll tell smaller phase stories. But I have a feeling they're going to build up towards some big, maybe Celestials, whatever, maybe Galactus. I have no idea. But, like, it wasn't until the end of phase one that we found out Thanos was going to be around. And so, like, is it going to be the end of phase four before we know like even have an inkling of who the big bad might be. Is it all going to be self-contained stories that lead to, you know, some sort of big bad hint that leads us into the next big saga?
0: I don't know, man. the The way that they did the um, the intro to Thanos, like uh, there was a different, like contextually, it was a different time because they were just establishing. The Avengers, and they, you know, they had just done the big thing, like, look what we've established as this, this shared universe. Do you guys want more of this? And then that, you know, that led them into Age of Ultron and then, you know, other heroes and Guardians of the Galaxy and expanding. Um, we're at the point now where the, the MCU is just part of, like, general common culture. You know, it's it's part of the, the identity of movies at this point. Basically, it's, you know, are you going to see the next Marvel movie or, you know, what's the next thing you're going to see? Is it something else? Like, you know, it's there's so many Marvel things that doing a slow burn like that isn't really necessary anymore. But then again, it could be it could be all too fast if they were to just do it all in one phase like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's not like they didn't have an overarching plot for Phase One. It's just that they then used that overarching plot for Phase One, which is basically about Loki and, of course, the introduction of all the characters and Loki that led them to, uh, to us to realize that Thanos was pulling the strings, and then that led us down, you know, the rest of the Infinity Saga. Um, so whatever this, whatever phase one wraps up or phase four wraps up into, I think they're still going to have all these movies connect into something bigger for some sort of Avengers like team up movie. But I don't know if it's, it's, it's probably going to be a piece of a bigger story. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, and, and that, that's the thing. That's why that scene on that, uh, spaceship is so interesting to me because it feel it feels like the kind of scene where we're like oh that's gonna that's gonna lead to something like that's (laughs) that's not in there by mistake like the fact that fury is out in space and i can't imagine it being in black widow i can't really imagine it being in eternals and i can't really imagine it being in um the next spider-man movie uh like when are we going to get and I don't really see it being in the multiverse madness either. Like that seems more dimensional
0: than space travel. Like what Thor love and thunder is the next one that I can think of where space would be a thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's possible. It's possible. But the last we met last we left Thor, he's out in, uh, going with the guardians of the galaxy. (laughs) So like, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe Thor love and thunder will cross over with the scroll stuff. Maybe not. It's just, to me, that scene is super intriguing.
0: Yeah. There's so much there. Yeah. That, um, you know, it's so many questions that can't be answered yet. Absolutely. And it's making this whole, um, delay in the MCU that much more, uh, painful, painful (laughs) to bear. All of it is painful. Yep. It's also painful. Uh, Marshall Cockers Jr. said, uh, Hey, so this might be crazy, but I kinda want to throw it out there. What do you think of a Captain America heel turn of sorts? I was thinking that in our broken 2012 timeline, Cap was fighting who he thought was Loki until he saw Peggy's picture and was told about Bucky being alive. I was thinking this could lead to him seeking answers. Couple this with Hydra now believing Cap is on their side, and things could get very interesting.
1: Yeah, so he's kind of good on the whole. Like, what if Captain America turned toward Hydra, possibly? I Maybe. guess, or at least he said he'll turn. So I'm, uh, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting theory. That whole timeline they mucked up so much by being there a few hours. Yeah, they really yeah. did. They they really were trying did. to be
0: efficient, get all of them all at once, and or you know get what three of them at yeah. the same time. And in that one instance, they took Thanos out
1: of the timeline, which was a big deal. Um, they
0: had Captain America fight himself from the future. (laughs) Uh, that one was not the one that Thanos got taken out of. That was the 2014. No, not 2014. The, uh, the guardians centric one, the Morag. No, I thought that was the same time period though. Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure that they went back together and then Gamora and whoever went to space and they went I guess it, I don't know I don't remember doesn't no, they it. Went no, you're to, right. 3 of them were in New York. That's what they said. Yeah.
0: They went to New York and then the f- f- uh, the four went to Morag and two of them split up, split off and went to Vormir That You're you're correct. That's right. Yep. My bad. My bad. 3 <laughs> were in New York. That's what it was. Yeah, there's a there's a timeline out there where Thanos doesn't exist and uh Black Widow is dead on Vormir. Yeah. Our Black Widow is dead on Vormir there. Mm-hmm. What if our the that Black Widow somehow what if somebody finds that Black Widow body and recognizes her? And it's just like, What? I thought that she was alive on
1: Earth. And then they think she's a scroll and it causes a scroll conflict.
0: Bum bum bah. bum, bum bum <laughs> bum. All right, uh, Mr. Matharu, I don't know how to pronounce your first name. Sorry, sir. I want to say Guryat, Guryat. Anyway, Mr. Matharu said, Matt, Jeff, guys, I think it would be awesome if you made a cast addressing how Thor's storyline and character progression from Ragnarok was just completely destroyed by Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, he learned he doesn't need the hammer to be very strong, only to get an axe made. He finally embraced his role as King of Asgard, only to hand it over to Valkyrie again, and while those options leave many doors for awesome storytelling, I feel it was a little unfair to Thor. Any views? We have talked about this a lot today, but I I kept pointing out we had
1: feedback coming for this, but yeah, this... uh, And here it is! (laughs) This is an interesting concept, and I think it really does have to do with the idea of having so many different stories to tell, and trying to tie them all together, and trying to make each one complete. But overall, I don't really have a huge problem with the way they treated Thor in Infinity War. Because, like, yes, it do, it definitely takes away the power of the victory of Ragnarok. Like, he does learn he doesn't need the hammer to uh, call down lightning, and he continues to use that power. Uh, but, it, in my mind, it's this. He, like, loses an eye... Most of his people die. He decides he doesn't need his hammer. He fights without it. And then the rest of his people die, including his brother. Like it's, it's as if he's like, I can do this. I'm stepping up. I'm going to take the mantle myself. The hammer isn't all that I am. And then he steps up and immediately loses the rest of what he cares about. You know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, he has that victory moment where he saves his people and decides that this planet is not, or like, Asgard is not the planet, it's the people. And then he takes off with those people to go find a new home, and then they get attacked by Thanos, and the people die too. So like, the fact that he feels that way, and, and like, the fact that he goes back to wanting a, uh, a weapon, the fact that he kind of like, regresses a little bit back into himself, where he goes, I don't, I don't need the hammer, and he's like, oh shit, I need an axe. Uh, like I don't see that as uh, un like like it is a, it is a step backwards for sure and you could say it's unfair to Thor as as many people do say but like you know it's just where the character went he he likes he it's a step forward but then it's a step back you know it's a step towards like oh maybe I'm not all that is necessary you know it is definitely an undoing of what is done in Ragnarok but it's I don't think it's a bad one I think it's kind of interesting and. It's it's a man saying, "I know who I am. I know what I need to do. I know the power that is within me," and then he immediately loses
0: everything he cares about <laughs> because he embraced it that way. And you think about it: this is a this is a guy who has had several thousand years of his identity tied to him being a dude with an awesome hammer. When when shit goes awry, when you have your life broken in front of you, there's gonna be some trying to cling to what's uh you know what's comfortable what's what's worked in the past you know that that regression that you talked about so it it makes sense that the first thing he wants to do is go back to like I need a weapon you know I need a weapon to wield because that's when I was at my best and If I can just get a weapon, I know, I know who makes the weapons. I know what they, what they use, where they are. Like, let's go there so I can get another one. And that'll help me get back to where I was in a good place.
1: Yeah. I think that's it. Um, And I think that now his, his new, his new decision is that that's not him. He's not the leader, and maybe maybe that won't maybe that's his that's his realization at the end of uh, Endgame. But that may not be his realization forever. He may go through, you know, I am I'm a different person. I'm not the leader. I'm this I'm this traveling guy who kills things and uh, and fights for fights for good. And and now he's gonna go do that. And then maybe he'll realize, oh, maybe he'll grow and he'll realize I need to go back. I need to t- retake. Uh, the throne of Asgard and protect my people again. Maybe something bad will happen to his people. Like, y- you know, things will continue to change for the character and like characters are change, you know, that good characters go through change. We don't want a character who just is going to have one victory that puts them in a certain place and that's just where they stay forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, in in saying it the way that you did, the where we left off with Thor, with him being... You know, he's going off into the cosmos. He's leaving Valkyrie in charge. Odin's nowhere to be found. Um, it it really does kind of um, it, it puts it puts the the movie verse into the state that the beginning of Thunder Inner Veins uh, had in the comics, where you know Thor's not worthy, or he's just not around, and uh, Asgard is. Uh, under new management, so to speak, uh, and kind of in a different place, not really helping out. And then somebody has to pick up the hammer, you know to to take that on because otherwise all of the bad things are going to invade Midgard again, like it it really does feel like that's exactly where they're putting Thor to to tell that kind of story. So while Thor's off gallivanting in the in the cosmos across the stars, you know, maybe Jane finds the pieces of Mjolnir in Norway. You know, maybe she's got some uh, plot device. I'm sorry, device. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes her, you know, is like, oh, these energy readings are off the charts. And like she finds the pieces of Mjolnir and puts it back together. And then boom, she's worthy because she put it back together. Like it could be, could be something like that, you know? Yeah. It could be that one of the pieces finds her. Hell, they could tell a Fear Itself story with all the pieces of Mjolnir going to different people, you mm. know? And everybody is a, is a hammer bearer. Like, they could, there's, there's so many stories that, that Thor has had in the comics that are so cool and so big that don't actually involve Thor, or that don't fully involve Thor that could be told here. And it's, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's a, there's, they've got a lot to work with. Um, And I don't think that it it necessarily has undermined Thor's growth. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know I had so many feelings about it.
1: (laughs) It may undermine his growth, like from one movie to another. But like, I I guess I don't have a problem with being unfair to characters. Because the best characters, well, the best characters are people. And I want the people in these movies to be flawed and and go through things and have ups and downs and make good decisions and bad decisions like to try to be like, um, it's one thing to me, it's more unfair to a character if you don't give them things to go through. Like, I actually think that his, like, he's a total badass in the movie, but I think that like the first Avengers is more unfair to Thor because like, he's just there to stop his brother. Everyone else in the movie kind of has something to go through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Thor just shows up to stop his brother. And I think that's one of the reasons Loki is such a beloved character is because Thor tends to fall into the background of a lot of those early movies with the two of them where Thor is just Thor and he's a, he's a constant state Thor. And to me, Thor has been far more interesting when he is going through shit. <laughs> you know, that's why that's fair. That's why, uh, Captain America has always been interesting. He's a pretty constant state morally, But Captain America goes through a lot of dark places uh, emotionally um, where he, you know, loses his entire life. That's what makes characters interesting is when they're changing and growing and going through bad and good things.
0: Yeah, Cap also has a lot of, you know, I know what's right, but how do I do what I know what's right? How do I do the right thing with this crazy situation going on where shit could go way more sideways than originally anticipated? Like there's a lot of, of that kind of whether or not he absolutely needs to do what he feels is right, you know, in spite of everything. That's, that's part of why Cap is so, so compelling is, you know, he's, he's supposed to be the best of us. Yeah. And Thor is just, Thor's this, you know, he's a God, he's the God of thunder. How do you put the God of thunder through some shit?
1: Yeah. He has the Superman problem in many ways. Yeah, yeah. Is like and that's why I think that he has been the mo- one of the more interesting parts of Ragnarok endgame and Infinity War because he is like a guy struggling and and he's he's you know it's it's Superman with all the power in the world. He still has all this power, but it's and it, he's coming up against a physical enemy that he's ha- having a hard time defeating, but he's also coming up against like real loss and trauma and grief. And all those things make Thor more interesting to me, and so yeah, he stay, he takes steps back and take goes in two different directions in all these movies. But like to me, that just the, those are the movies where he's most interesting to me.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Even if sometimes
0: he's a bit of a joke, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, the the fat suit thing might not actually be coming back. Um, Taika Waititi had a a, a commentary. uh recently where he was talking about uh he's talking about i think it was a watch party he was talking about ragnarok but he was also uh kind of just discussing thor 4 and somebody brought up the the fat suit and he was saying that um you know the the bro thor was interesting but he thinks that that's done you know they haven't figured it out yet but he thinks it's just done that's over
1: yeah I, I kind of imagine that's the case. Like, it was really fun for a movie, but, you know, it's, it's just like um, all the things that we've seen with uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing different versions of Iron Man. He always has some sort of different hook to the character. And I think that's the one of the problems with the first two Thor movies is they introduce a really cool idea. I guess the first three, Counting Avengers, is like, I think that's one of the reasons that the third, the second Thor movie is, is is one of the worst movies is because Thor hasn't really changed since the first uh, Thor movie I mean he's a great character but like if your character doesn't go through change then he gets boring like clearly that's 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 like the name of boredom you know like
0: and <laughs> um, but anyway uh, yeah. that's
1: that's uh, you got anything else uh, you want to throw out to the people this week Jeff
0: uh, not really. I think, uh, I think we need to get this wrapped up and get this out. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel
1: Cinematic Universe podcast. Oh, I wanted to thank everybody, uh, particularly everybody on the MCU cast chat group. As I keep mentioning, uh, we had, um, this week I tossed out on the MCU cast chat that our Stranded Panda YouTube channel, which we're sometimes live streaming to, and sometimes we're putting up videos like we did for, uh, <laughs> Steampunk douchebag last week. Hey, by the way, uh, I also have one called Coronacation about being at home uh, during this time. I'll throw that at the end of this podcast just to throw another one out there for you guys. And actually, Coronacation just hit- It's an original, isn't it? Yeah, it's an original. And it just hit Spotify- uh like yesterday so it's on spotify oh, yeah spotify you can search the garage it's on all the all the services not just spotify spotify apple google but um I, the thing i was trying to say thanks you thank you for is uh I, I sent out to the mcu cast i was like hey guys we're six away from hitting um 100 on youtube so if you if somebody would help us get us get to 100 we can claim our stranded panda name on youtube and uh I turned my head for like a second and like 30 people subscribed. And so we're actually up to like 150 almost now. Yeah. 146. Nice. Right now. Nice. Yeah. So thank you guys for subscribing on YouTube. Uh, that really does help us out, obviously to get the videos out to you guys, but also just like helping us grow as a channel and gets us in front of more people. And so if, if you're inclined, eh, whether you're part of the MCU cast chat group or not, uh, you can go to YouTube and subscribe to youtube.com slash stranded Panda. That's right. We gotta, we got the whole thing now. It's, it's it's we got we got our own URL because of you guys. So thank you. It sounds like a small thing, but it really is. It's it's way easier to send people to YouTube now to check out our videos and all the music and podcasts that we do. We're doing a lot of live streaming and a lot of uh, just like we're doing little excerpts from certain podcasts when an excerpt is interesting. And um, we're we're hoping to eventually expand into sort of like a Stranded Panda channel where we do some YouTube videos. Um, where maybe we take some of the conversations we have here and we expound on them and uh, talk about what we think about uh, like 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 you know this this exact conversation about thor and what he means and like the is thor uh being underserved by all this like this would be a fun you this would be the kind of youtube video i would watch <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and so like we're trying to make the kind of things that we would like to watch and listen to so um if you're into that kind of thing strandpenddi or YouTube.com slash panda. Woo! We're there now. Yeah. We, we, got, we got a URL. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we're Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com uh, or StrandedPanda.com. And uh, you can support us at Patreon.com slash mcucast.
0: Peace. Until next time, true believers.